Learn the most empowering hiring techniques. Land the most desirable talent. Launch your company towards massive success. This is the Higher Power Radio Show with your host, Rick Gerard. The first time I was fired was when I was 16 years old and working at Numero Uno Pizza. It happened really strangely. I went to pick up my paycheck and the manager let me know that this paycheck would be my last one as I was no longer employed there. No warning, no explanation, just made me feel a little sick. Bewildered, I simply walked out the door, walked across the street and was hired by their competitor, Roundtable Pizza, right away. The way in which the whole experience went down, though, left me feeling embarrassed and resentful. Never again did I eat at that restaurant because of the way they made me feel. I'm Rick Gerard, and welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. We help entrepreneurs and executives win the strongest hires by sharing insights from top-performing rebel entrepreneurs, game changers, and industry leaders like our guest today, Ms. Lori Torres. She's the founder and former CEO of Parcel Pending, the nation's leading provider of innovative package management solutions. Prior to Parcel Pending, Lori was the SVP of Property Operations for the Irvine Company. Lori has been recognized on multiple occasions for her leadership, including being named 2017 Innovator of the Year by the Orange County Business Journal and chosen as one of 13 entrepreneurs admitted to the EY Entrepreneurial Winning Women 2017 North America class. Lori worked to build a world-class organization and is going to share her wisdom with us, which is what makes her the perfect expert to today's topic. Lori, welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show today. Rick, thanks so much for having me. Thrilled it's to be here with you. It's a pleasure to have you. So Lori was with us once before, but we had like this botched up episode where we both look like zombies because we were at some new studio and I'm like, Lori, please come back. And I'm happy to have you back now because now we have a great studio and the lighting's good. You know, if I look okay, then like the lighting's Hopefully I don't look like a zombie and it's all good. I feel good about this. (laughs) Yes, exactly. We came up with this really fun idea because I get requests all the time from entrepreneurs. Well, how do you fire people? And so we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk about making the difficult decision to part ways and then how to fire a person in a way that makes everybody feel good. Sound like a plan? Let's go. All right, cool. So let's talk a little bit about the challenge. I come into it all the time where entrepreneurs and founders will just hold on to people because they're scared to fire them. Yeah. First, let me give you just a little bit of background because I was at the Irvine Company. I had about 1,200 associates at the time that I was responsible for. Then I left, started entrepreneurial company, started parcel pending, and grew it from employee of one, me, to about 250 associates. And so when you have that many associates, you do have to terminate people. And it's just part of the gig. It's not fun. No one likes it. But it doesn't have to be horrible. And that's what we get to talk about today is how to make it so that it's a win-win for everyone, even though the person who's getting fired doesn't usually think it's a win. Yeah. And it's not going to be fun. It's not right. a fun activity. If it is fun, there's something wrong with <laughs> Right. It. I never get up in the morning going, God, this is exciting. I get to terminate I get someone to today. fire somebody today. <laughs> right. No, but you're also sleeping at night, which is one of the things as entrepreneurs we have trouble with, man, because we hold on to people too long. And then finally, we just hope that you're going to quit or something's going to happen where they're miraculously just going to disappear. And that doesn't happen too often. No, it really doesn't happen. So you really have to have some type of process in place to make sure that if someone is not performing, that you can take them through a process to either hopefully have success and have them improve and be a great associate or make the move and terminate. Yeah. And it seems like there's two issues why we have to get rid of somebody. One is performance issue. And the other one is they just don't fit with the core values of the 
the company. That's right. You know what we used to say? A plus P equals E. So attitude plus performance equals employment. So you can have a great attitude, but not perform. You can't stay. Or you can have great performance. You are the top sales guy. You are just killing it, but your attitude stinks. Guess what? You can't stay either. I had an employee once who was the top performer in our company. Everybody on the team could not stand working with this person. So what ended up happening when the person, strangely enough, they got an offer letter from somebody that they sent it to their mailbox in the company. So when they came back, we talked to the person. The person said, oh, yeah, I'm going to quit. The month that that person left, this was astonishing to us. Our production went up like 450% for the month. It happens every time, Rick. I had a guy at the Irvine company. He was just a rock star sales associate. He was killing it, but the rest of his team couldn't stand him. And it just didn't work because he wasn't a team player and he wasn't authentic. And even the stuff he did with the customers was kind of on the edge. And once we let him go, it just, the environment just opened up. Everyone got to be themselves and they got to have the success that they wanted and that the company wanted. You have to get those bad apples out. Yeah. And that bad apple probably thrives somewhere else where bad apples breed. Like, you know, there's companies that love bad apples. Well, I actually believe that when you have to terminate somebody, they're not in a good spot anyways. And so you're helping them. I can't tell you how many times I've had people come back to me months or even years later and say, Lori, thank you. It was the right thing for me. I needed to move on. And you pushing me made that happen. You know, it's not right for them. They're not winning. If you have to terminate someone, they're not doing a good job. Yeah. And it is a win-win for the company and the person. I'm a big EO. S fan. They talk about releasing people to the market and letting somebody be in a place where they can thrive overall is good for everybody. Someone told me, and I thought it was such great advice when I was growing my company, what you need at $3 million. So the employees that you need at $3 million, when you're at $3 million in revenue is so different than 17 or at 25 or at $50 million. Some associates can grow with you. Others simply can't. And I think entrepreneurs struggle with saying, God, this guy's been with me from the beginning. He's fantastic. She's fantastic. But I've outgrown that person. And that's when you have to make those hard decisions and you have to break up with people. Yeah. And that's, that's it's a tough one too, especially somebody who's been with you. But you got to do it and you got to do it for you and for them. It's the right decision for them as well. And for the company. Absolutely. Yeah, because the company's not going to grow. Well, when I say for you, I mean yeah. the company. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Exactly. You too, because it's probably causing friction in your relationship between that, you and that person. Yeah, well. it can be. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. I like to sleep at night. <laughs> I like sleep at night. It's tough. Being an entrepreneur, I don't think you sleep. <laughs> yeah. And I think you do it. We talked about this offline. Do it in such a way where everybody feels good. It reminds me of that quote by Maya Angelou, like, people are going to forget what you said. They're going to forget what you did, but they never forget how you made them feel. So if you do it in such a way where everybody's feeling good about it, even though it's a bad situation, you're just creating good karma yeah. for the rest of well, the world. Well, I think you need to let people walk away with dignity. And yeah. I'm always blown away how some people, let's say an example, an associate gives notice and they give their two week notice. And I hear over and over again that their boss doesn't talk to them for the entire two weeks. They literally ignore them. And it's like, no, no, this is the time that you be gracious. You thank them for their hard work. You take them through their two weeks. You let them leave with dignity. And the same goes with the termination. It didn't work out. They wanted it to work out when they started. You both wanted it to work out, but it didn't. So let them leave and with their head held high so they can go out and do something great again. This just wasn't the right spot. They were on the wrong bus. Yeah. 
Absolutely. There's a stat out there, I forgot it was, but boomerang hires are a real thing today. Somebody might go to another opportunity, find out it's the most terrible organization they've ever been at, and they want to come back. Why would you not want to cultivate that? Why would you not want a high performer to come back? I can't tell you how many times we had people leave <clears throat> parcel pending and they'd come back. And it was always great. We were thrilled to have them. Yeah. I did it at Irvine Company. I left. I always say it was my three-month maternity leave without a baby. I left for three months. <laughs> I came back. My name was still on the door. They hadn't replaced me yet. There's pride in that and some ego that you have to be willing to swallow to come back because it's a little embarrassing. But still, it was such a great thing. I was so glad that I went back and I was welcomed with open arms, but I also left on such great terms and the company was so good to me that I did want to come back. So you want to treat people well on their way out because you never know when they're coming back. That is so true. All right, you're listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. For our podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick educational moment from our sponsors. Hey, check out stridesearch.com. There you'll find additional content and link to order Healing Career Wounds, which is your guide and your secret weapon to winning the strongest hires. Our guest today is Lori Torres. She's the founder and former CEO of Partial Pending, and we're discussing how to terminate employees. So we're going to do something kind of fun. Let's talk about process in which you terminate somebody. And then let's have you fire me. <laughs> this is so much fun. Right here live, I get to fire you. <laughs> uh, right, before so we me... do that, let's just talk about the process. Because yeah. it really doesn't start with, hey, I'm going to fire someone. It starts with, hey, this person isn't performing. We've identified that they're not getting the job done of what we need. So it's sit down and have a conversation. So what it would look like is sitting down with you, Rick, and saying, hey, I want to talk to you about your performance. It's not meeting my expectations. Here are the three to five things that are not meeting expectations. Let's talk about it. Do you see it the same way? Do you agree with what I'm seeing? Because I just don't see that it's working. And then you get to come back to me and say, you know, I can see what you're saying or no, I don't. And we can have a conversation. But at the end of that verbal conversation, we agree on what the next step is. So it would look something like this and say, hey, Rick, so now we've now come to the end of this conversation. You understand where I am. I understand where you are. And so now to move us forward, what are the next steps? And I think if we can agree on those next steps versus me just shoving it down your throat, we'll have better success in possibly getting you to meet the expectations. Yeah. And then we also do a check-in. And so we agree that in two weeks, 30 days, whatever the time frame is, we check in and see how things are going. And now let's just say it is ugly. It's been going for two weeks. It's not going well. And it's time to move to a next step. So I would say to you, hey, Rick, you know, I want to meet with you. I know we were going to meet in 30 days, but I think we need to meet this week. I'd like to set up a time for us to meet. And they know what's coming down. You're yeah, they, that not that, and this isn't even a termination. <clears throat> this point yeah. is I'm going to put it into writing. I'm going to do a formal, what we call, we use a performance improvement plan. There's a lot of different documents that are out there, but I like the idea of an improvement plan, not a termination plan. That's different. I'm yeah. not trying to terminate you. If I can get you to be successful, I've put so much money into training and developing you that I don't want to terminate you. Yeah. I think people think that you want to terminate. I don't have anyone in my back pocket. No. no, I don't feel anyone back here that I can hire. I mean, it's hard to hire, especially right now. You know, what are they calling this right now? The great resignation where everybody is leaving their jobs. So you don't want to lose people, but you have to get them to, they have to perform. Okay, so Rick, we're going to sit down and have another meeting. And it ended up being maybe earlier than we agreed upon initially. So I've put everything in writing. Performance, we talked on this first date. We agreed on these things. Now these issues, these very specific issues have come up and it's still not working. The performance isn't there. Let's talk about the performance improvement plan. Are you putting specific measurable performance metrics in place that I have to hit? 
Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And some of them can be very specific and others can be subjective. For example, your attitude. You come in the building and you're really grouchy every day and you don't say hello to anyone. And by the way, your attitude in general is really bringing everybody else down or whatever that issue is. And so it can be very measurable and it can also be something that's more subjective. Got it. Okay. How granular are you going on the measurables? Well, it depends on the time frame. You have to be realistic. So let's just say that, for example, in selling lockers, my favorite topic, if I'm coaching a salesperson or I'm having a performance improvement plan, I'm like, look, Rick, you haven't been selling. And now I need you to sell. You have to sell. You have to have five deals this month. Two weeks later, you haven't had any, but I'm not going to put in this performance plan that you didn't hit the five. Of course not. It wasn't realistic because it's only been two weeks. So you have to make it be realistic to whatever the issue is and whatever the expectation is on the performance of the job. If you're accounting and you're collecting money, you know, you haven't made your collections, then you get to measure it by maybe a percentage or by, you know, dollars. It just depends on what that business is. Or some sort of activity that leads to that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So in that performance improvement plan, it should be Here are the facts of what's not working. Here are the things that I expect of you to do. And here's how we're going to measure it. And then here's where we're going to check in again. And so now you've had a formal conversation, first the verbal conversation. Now you've had a formal written conversation. You give the associate a copy of that performance improvement plan. Again, you agree. Are we in alignment here? If you walk out the door, Rick, and you and I don't agree, we're already disconnected and you're not going to be set up for success. So before you walk out that door, I need to make sure that you and I are in total alignment and you see where I'm coming from. And you see what my concerns are. And this improvement plan that I've just handed you is right. If you say, no, this isn't right and it's not possible, I can't achieve it and this is why, well, then I get to relook at it and say, okay, I'll modify that. And so as the hiring manager or just the manager in general, we also need to be open to maybe we see it the wrong way. Yeah. Shocking enough, it does happen. <laughs> I, I see things wrong quite often. <laughs> we all do. I know, right? We have it wired, especially entrepreneurs, because yeah. we're like, go, 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 go. We see it our way. And then you also have shiny element syndrome or whatever. Right. Where, oh, what's that over there? Right? Exactly. So it's really hard to keep focus. Okay. So then that leads to the termination itself. Yeah. So I've done the first conversation, the verbal sat down conversation, did the performance improvement plan. And now we meet again because I just decide I got to terminate. It's just not working. Your performance isn't getting to where we need and we're not going to be able to move forward together. And so when I do that, I will tell you, make it quick. It doesn't need to be an hour-long conversation. It needs to be sit down and say, Rick, we've come to the point, I've evaluated your performance, and it's just not going to work. I'm at the point today where we're going to end your employment. Not, you know, you're fired. I don't believe in that. <laughs> it's more of just, we're going to end the employment. Yeah. We're going to move on. And so I need to gather your keys and your computer. Here's the final compensation. Sometimes in compensation agreements, you'll let people, you'll give them a little runway. Some people will, some people won't. Today's your final day. Others will give give a week, a two-week severance, so depending on time, maybe a month severance. It just depends. If you're doing any type of severance, I highly recommend that you have a legal document that protects the company and that the associate can't make any disparaging comments and go out on Glassdoor and Facebook and bash the company and then also release you of any liability so that they can't come back and sue you for the termination because that's what you really want. If you're going to do any type of severance package, you want some release. Yeah. When somebody does get released, they go through that myriad of emotions. So first, they're going to be released and then they're going to be mad and they may hop on and do something rash and get on like Glassdoor and blast you. Or Yes, uh, that do, has happened. Do that does podca- happen. Yeah, do a podcast and, <laughs> and call you out but not say your name, that sort of thing. I mean, it, it happens What's the, the bummer about like Glassdoor is a, it's such a bummer because there's no accountability. Yeah. You don't have to put your name so you can go bash anybody. And yeah. I always think it's just such a shame but you also have to take it with a grain of salt because the happier people don't usually take the time to go do it. It's usually in the unhappy people. Yeah, it's always the 
unhappy people. You have very few people that post and say, you know what, I don't work here anymore, but I had a great experience and <laughs> yeah. I highly recommend it for other people. Yeah, you hope you get those. Sometimes you do. <laughs> the positive reviews usually come from current employees. Yeah, right. that's right. Like I work here now, I love it, it's fantastic, and they're paying me a hundred bucks to write this <laughs> review. <laughs> no, 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 I do not recommend that. I never, this one thing I never did a personal pending, I, I let it be organic. And although, let me tell you, I wanted to, especially if there were some bad reviews that came in. Oh, I so badly wanted to, but I would never promote it. I'd never let our team promote it. I just didn't, I felt like it had to be something that was organic and that you got the true authentic reviews because it is feedback. I mean, it's great feedback. When you start to look at a pattern of the feedback, you get to say, okay, there's something going on in our company that we need to improve on. The feedback's yeah. right here from associates. So you can did, use it as a positive tool. Did you counter any of those? We did. Yeah. We would write comments back. Most of the time we would try to take it offline and say, hey, we really appreciate you making the post. Please give us a call. We'd like to talk to you about it. We want to hear from you. Yeah. The worst idea, by the way, is to like be competitive about that. Oh, yeah. Um, on any kind post. of reviews. Yeah. yeah. Say, hey, thank you so much for your feedback. We really appreciate it. We're trying to become better. Happy to talk to you about That's it. That's right. Now, when you're terminating somebody, who are you getting involved in that process? Should you bring in a labor attorney? So uh, this is interesting. So you know, I come from Irvine Company, big corporate company, lots of attorneys, great staff, great HR department. And then I start a little parcel pending and we had nothing. And yeah. Um, yeah, we had no HR department. And really, I held out for a long time on having HR. But because of my background and my president and our CFO, we all had done a lot on the HR side. And we had a phenomenal labor attorney. And so I highly encourage having a labor attorney that you can pick up the phone and call any day of the week and say, hey, we need some help on this. I want you to look at this before we make a decision on a termination, on whatever we're doing. So we had a fantastic gal that we used over the years, still use at Parcel Pending. It really helped us through a lot of just different conversations that you don't think about. You think that you know, but the problem is with labor issues is that the associate has one side and one opinion and we have the other. But sometimes we can't see in the middle of it because it's just we're so clear about it and they're so clear about it. So having that labor attorney is really valuable to just look at the facts and just give us what the laws are and yeah. keep you safe. Yeah. And that'll save you a ton of money in the long run. Oh, for I sure. Mean, there's nothing worse than a labor dispute. No. They're very expensive. Honest to God, any dispute, you can't get out of it for less than 100 grand. And it's such a drag because even if you were 100% right, which I hate to use the word right, but even if you were right, $100,000 later, you've just spent yeah. and you're it's sickening. Yeah, that's right. The only people who win in that is the attorneys, right? That's I mean, exactly. That's yeah, exactly. I'm with you on that one. But going back to, I do think that you have to have good HR, probably an HR generalist. It depends on the stage of the company and how big you are. You know, when do you need a VP of HR? When do you need higher level HR folks? It depends as you grow and scale the company. And like I said before, what you need at $10 million for a company isn't what you need at running a $100 million company. The revenues are very different in oh, yeah. the number of bodies that you have. So when you're, you know, 10 associates versus 200 associates, it's a big difference. And so it evolves over time of what talent you need. But having a great partner in HR can be really valuable. At what level did you bring in yours? Late, 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 late in the game and probably like too people. late. We were probably 150, 175 people strong okay. before we brought someone in. But remember, I had experience, yeah. my executive team had experience, and we had this great labor attorney. Just on average, most companies wait until about 50 people before they yeah. hire a full-time like CHRO or somebody right. like Right. So we may have gone three times <laughs> too long, but it worked <laughs> for us. And for I'm proud best. to say and we you really hired did. well, right? And we didn't have have uh, lawsuits. And, you know, over the time you get lawsuits that do happen, but no, we were in great shape. So it, it worked out well. That's perfect. I'd do it again. <laughs> nice. All right, let's do this. Let's run a sample termination. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, because Ms. Torres, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying so hard. 
<laughs> I get it, Rick. Do you need a tissue? There's some sitting right over here. But Rick, let's talk about your performance because you've been doing the higher power radio show. I don't feel like you were prepared. And so you had a guest coming on and you didn't do a pre-call and you weren't prepped and then you were winging it is what it felt like to me. So can you tell me a little bit about your experience? Oh, you're talking about last week's episode, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm making this up. This is all made up. Let's be clear. No, this is good. Um, yeah, well, you know, I just, I was really busy with other things. Personal stuff came up and I'm under a lot of stress right now. And to top it all off, I'm scared. So tell me about that. What are you scared about? Uh, you're going to fire me. Okay. Well, that's a good fear to have in reality because if you don't perform, so here's what I need. My expectation is that you're going to show up. You're going to be prepared. You're going to, in advance, do the preparation that the show requires. And if you do that, my guess is you won't be on the side of being in fear because you will have done your job. Can you see it that way? Absolutely. Right. So now let's fast forward, and we're another two weeks into this, <laughs> and you still haven't showed up prepared. Yeah, I like, you know, and I kind of like winging it. Yeah. So, you know what? I understand I it. <laughs> you don't at all, by the way. I was impressed with your prep work. Um, so, I understand that your personality is one to wing it. This job and this company isn't one of winging it. You know, what we do here is we're trying to help entrepreneurs and executives with hiring, with staffing. And one of the things you can't do when it comes to hiring and staffing is wing it. You've got to be point on at all times. And so for you not to be prepared, it just isn't going to work for us anymore. So Rick, I, I've come to the point, I've really thought a lot about this, and it's time that we move on and that we have to end your employment today. The show is over and um, we'll have to part ways. I, I just... I just got a little sad when you said the show is over. <laughs> okay, it's not really I over. Almost, I'm I making almost it up. up. <laughs> I'm winging it. No, no, you. Oh, okay. Is there anything I could do to change that decision? I appreciate that you ask, and I wish that that would have been the conversation months ago when we had our first verbal conversation, and then when we had the second. Remember when we did the performance improvement plan and yeah. we put it in writing and talked about what we needed, and so. I would say back then, that would have been the opportunity. Today, we just need to move forward. Yeah. And so we'll wrap this up. I, you know, I don't want to take more of your time. I'm going to get you all the documentation that you need. I need to get back your the belongings that belong to the company. And um, I wish you well. And I hope that you find what you can be passionate about and that winging it isn't a bad thing. Maybe that's just this isn't the right place for it because some jobs actually that you'd be great at. Yeah, I think you're right, because I was thinking about it, and I think I'd rather like just run a podcast station rather than be a host. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're totally heckling Brian now. Or, or simple, like you're just basically saying, hey, you got to go, and I like how you're holding the line and hearing me out, and I felt good about it. I mean, it didn't feel good, but at the same time, it wasn't that hard. No, you know what? It's just a conversation. You know what I find, especially in HR-related issues, people don't want confrontation. And so instead of looking at it as being confrontation, just look at it as a conversation. Let's yeah. just have a conversation. Rick, just because I terminated you doesn't mean I don't care about you. I care a lot about you. I actually know about your family. I've known you for years. I care about you. You're not in the right place here. Yeah. And so because of it, you got to go do something that makes your heart sing. And by letting you go breaking up with you is the right thing to do because you got to move on. Yeah, it really is a scenario where you're just essentially, if you think about every breakup you've ever had in your life, they've all led to something better. Yeah, I think that's right. And yeah. I also think that oftentimes when you terminate people, you hire the next person you hire is just like 
wow, there's great people out there. There's great talent. A lot of times people won't make the decision to terminate because it's hard and hiring is hard and the job pool is tight and, you know, am I going to find someone? You will find someone, but you've got to make it important. I always use this analogy that you're driving down the freeway and you get a blowout. And what do you do? You pull over over. and you fix it. But what we do in business is you've got an associate and they're just not getting it done, but you keep driving. And then all of a sudden they're just, they're still not performing. They're not performing. You get a blowout. Another blowout happens. Now you've got two of them because you've got other people that are unhappy because the person that's not doing their job is now impacting other people and they're not doing their job and they're unhappy. And then all of a sudden you've got this mess. Instead of just taking the time to pull over, fix it. Hire the right people. Take the time to hire the right people. You know, the hiring process takes so long because people don't make it a priority. They've got all these resumes, but they're not looking at them or they, they haven't got the, through the interview process. Well, it's, it's also very reactive. I encourage people to just keep a simple Excel spreadsheet with names of people who you've come across, who you think might be good later on down the road, or maybe who you've talked to in the past and the timing wasn't right. I would take it a step farther and I would say, get together with those people on a regular basis. That's one thing I did a lot. I'd have lunch with folks. I'd have dinner with folks, drinks with folks that I didn't have a position for, but I would stay connected. If I met you and Rick, I liked you and I knew that you'd be the right fit for the company, I would keep you warm because someday I was going to have a job that I would need you when yeah. it was time. And so many times I was able to pick up the phone and call someone and say, hey, I now have a position. Are you interested? Doesn't and, mean and you're always interested, you. but yeah, it, but it was a great way to hire. No, but you, you have a listening ear, yeah. right? And then now you just need to figure out whether or not it's a situation where you're going to benefit them, they're going to benefit you. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. So proactive is the way to go. Proactive is the way to go in all aspects of business, for goodness sake. So sakes. very true. So very true. We're getting pretty close on time. Lori, what are two or three key takeaways you can give the audience that can plug into their business today? I think one is identify when you need to make a move and identify when someone's not performing and have the conversation and have the conversation again if you need to and then have it again if you need to. Be proactive around the conversation when someone's not performing. You know when they're not performing. On the other hand, I would say find the diamonds in the rough. We all have them and we miss them. And those are the people that sometimes leave and go get great jobs and then they advance and you hear about them advancing. You're like, why didn't that happen with us? Because we didn't take them and nurture them. I think there are so many opportunities to take some superstars that we just didn't notice were superstars. So give people the opportunity to shine. And by doing that, though, you have to be open because you have to let people come in and go, hey, I have an idea. Hey, I want to talk to you about this. Hey, and sometimes people are too busy or we're going this way or we're doing it that way. So I think those probably are the two things is identify the talent that's not going to make it, but also identify the talent that really can make it and grow and blossom into greatness. I have a quick story. had an associate. He started off as an intern at Parcel Pending. Years ago when we first started, we started back in 2014-ish. He probably came in in 2015. He's advanced his career to a vice president now. He's the go-to guy in the company. Everybody, he's operations and everybody goes to him, but he did every role. We put him through a management training program. He went in and worked with sales. He went worked with accounting. Like we worked with him. We gave him, he had a business coach at one time. He was the intern. I jokingly asked him one time, I was like, are you even old enough to drink? I mean, this was when, <laughs> years later when I could say that. Yeah. And uh, you have to be careful when you say those kind of things. You know, he was a baby when he started with us um, and he grew and advanced his career. So diamond in the rough, they're out there. 
And the fact that you actually took the time to recognize that is a powerful tool. So kudos to you. That's awesome. Lori, thanks so much for your time investment today. And I want to welcome you back to the Higher Power Radio community. Now, what would be the best way in which members of our audience could find you, reach out to you, what have you? Yeah, so I'm on LinkedIn under Lori Torres. And then also um, email. I'm happy to have anyone email me at Lori Torres. So it's L-O-R-I-T-O-R-R-E-S-0-0 at gmail.com because I'm not at parcel pending anymore. Have departed parcel pending and consulting for them now, but now on to the next chapter. How happy are you? Pretty excited. (laughs) (laughs) That is so very cool. All right. Well, I want to thank you for tuning in this week's episode of Higher Power. Quick thanks to our team, Brian Colburn, Andrea Ballin, and Ayla Gerard. If you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, review, and share. We're listening. We welcome your feedback after all this show is for you. You can join the Higher Power Radio community at Higher, H-I-R-E, Power, P-O-W-E-R, Radio, R-A-D-I-O.com, or you can drop me an email at rickatstridesearch.com. Tune in next Tuesday. Our guest is going to be Mike Zani. He is the CEO of the Predictive Index. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and you have been listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. Aloha. Thank you for listening to Higher Power Radio. Catch our LinkedIn live show every Tuesday at noon or download the podcast on iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, or your favorite podcast platform. We appreciate you joining us on Higher Power Radio with your guide to hiring success, Rick Gerard. 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 Gerard.